welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 21, Fondness and Admiration. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Good to connect with you as always. I hope you are enjoying this little series on the Gottman Principles to make marriage work. Well, today we are on number two. And in the next six weeks, I'll be breaking down the rest of these principles by Dr. John Gottman. Last week, we talked about principle number one, the love maps, really getting to know the nitty gritty details about your spouse. This is spending time and being curious asking questions from the free app, the Gottman Card Decks app. I hope you've downloaded it. It's a great tool to build love maps and it's just a great resource. Like I mentioned, principle number two is fondness and admiration. Who doesn't love to hear positive words about themselves? Remember, here we're talking about marriage, but these principles are universal and they can benefit any relationship. This second principle is simply thinking and expressing positive words and sentiments towards your spouse. I've talked on earlier episodes about the power of thoughts. One person can change a relationship by changing and working on their own thoughts. Well, one of my mentors, Darren Hardy, who is a success guru, shared how his personal relationship in a marriage changed by him changing his thoughts. He'd been struggling And he decided for a year to record positive thoughts about his spouse every day. He said it completely transformed his marriage. And at the end of the year, he shared in his journal and the writings with his spouse. She didn't even know he was doing it at the time. But what was happening is he was changing the lens through which he was viewing her and their marriage. And he personally was changing. And so was their marriage. Instead of noticing what he was frustrated about, he deliberately focused on what he loved and appreciated in her. What we focus on grows and it starts with a thought and it can start with just one person. So that's pretty empowering. Like I said, everyone likes and not only likes, but loves to hear something nice about themselves. And it means the most when it comes from your spouse. Sharing fondness and admiration is simply vocalizing the characteristics that you appreciate. Sometimes we might think them, and not saying, but there's so much power when we share them. Dr. Gottman says this principle, fondness and admiration are two of the most crucial elements in a rewarding and long lasting romance. And although happily married couples may feel frustrated at times by their partner's personality flaws, they still feel that the person they marry is worthy of honor and respect. But if this is missing from the relationship, it's challenging and it could be likely that the relationship may not um, survive if you can't think fondly or positive thoughts about your spouse. So the best test of whether a couple still has a functioning fondness and admiration system is usually how they view their past. So think about when you first started dating and falling in love with your spouse. Does it conjure up fond memories? If your marriage is struggling or in trouble, you're not likely to elicit much praise on each other's behalf in the current state. 
But by focusing on your past, you can often detect these embers of positive feelings. Kottman found 94% of the time that couples who put a positive spin on their marriage's history are likely to have a happy future as well. And when happy memories are distorted, that's also a sign that the marriage needs help. So by choosing to focus on the positive in your spouse and marriage, you're creating a powerful buffer when bad times hit. And they do, we all have challenges. Remember, we talked a couple of episodes ago about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These four horsemen can destroy a marriage, criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. So the second horseman is contempt. This comes in the form of sarcasm and cynicism. It might be name calling. You might use your body language like eye rolling or just like have hostile humor or mocking. Mocking another person is another form of contempt. In whatever form, Gottman says that contempt is the worst of the four horsemen and is poisonous to a relationship because it conveys disgust in the other person. Well, he said, fondness and admiration is actually the antidote to contempt, okay? So I know this may seem obvious that it is ridiculous. Happily married couples like each other. Well, of course they do. If they didn't, they wouldn't be happily married. But Gottman reminds us that fondness and admiration can be fragile unless you remain aware of how crucial they are to the friendship that is at the core of any good marriage. The key is that by simply reminding yourself of your spouse's positive qualities, even as you grapple with each other's flaws, you can prevent a happy marriage from deteriorating. Common says that if your mutual fondness and admiration have been completely extinguished, your marriage is in dire trouble. So without the belief that your spouse is worthy of honor and respect, where is the basis for any kind of rewarding relationship? With some couples, it may seem that the fire is out, but some embers still burn. Fanning them is the crucial first step in salvaging such a marriage. So question, how do you fan the flames? There's nothing complicated about reviving or enhancing your fondness and admiration. Even positive feelings that have been long buried can be reignited simply by thinking, using your brain, right? Using your, those thoughts and, and also talking and vocalizing them. You can do this by meditating a bit on your partner and what makes you cherish them. When you acknowledge and openly discuss positive aspects of your spouse and marriage, your bond is strengthened. This makes it much easier to address the problem areas in your marriage and make some positive changes. I love what Marianne Williamson says. You know, it only takes one sane person in a relationship to make it better. If one person works on themselves and they work on their mind and they work on taking responsibility for their side of the street, the relationship will improve. Remember, I talked in past episodes about the the uh, manual and when we have this manual or set of instructions for the other and they don't live up to it and we get frustrated like that really does no good we need to throw it away we can change the relationship by changing our thoughts about it even if the other person doesn't change i'm going to share some exercises that john gottman suggests okay you might even want to grab a pencil or a pen and even jot some of these things down that you can put into practice they may seem simple, 
but they do have enormous power. These exercises are not intended only for troubled couples. They're for everyone. By doing them, you will fan the flames of romance, love, and appreciation. This is an activity you can do on your weekly date night, or if you carve out time daily for each other, you could also share. So here's the first idea. Think of three positive characteristics your spouse has. Then write down a specific incident where they exhibited that positive characteristic. Then after you've done that, go ahead and share with your spouse. Let them know what you value. Okay, did you get that? So you're gonna write three positive things you love about them. And then think of an example of when they did that and then share it, okay? John Gottman says that in his workshops, he can see the positive benefits of this exercise immediately. And I've been to his workshops before with like a ballroom of other couples. And he says that the room is filled with warm smiles and laughter after couples are doing this. Couples who began the session sitting stiffly and awkwardly suddenly seemed relaxed. Just looking at them, you can tell that something they had lost is being re reignited and gained. The sense of hope that their marriage can be saved and strengthened. So here's some questions you can bring up with your spouse to fan the flames. Okay, discuss how you two met and got together. Was there anything about your spouse that made him stand out to you? What were your first impressions of each other? Just sharing some of these memories can just start reigniting things. Two, what do you remember most about the time you were dating? What were some of the highlights? Three, talk about how you decided to get married. Of all the people in the world, what led you to decide that this was the person you wanted to marry and spend the rest of your life and beyond with? Was it an easy decision or difficult? Were you in love? Okay, number four, do you remember your wedding? Talk to each other about the memories of that day. Did you have a honeymoon? What do you remember about it? Well, my husband and I just visited the same spot that we had on our honeymoon, that we'd gone to on our honeymoon. And it was really special. We, as we were sitting there on the beach and overlooking the ocean, we started talking about that honeymoon many, many years ago. This is our year number 36, which feels crazy to me. But it was fun to reminisce. Number five, what do you remember about the first year you were married? Were there any adjustments? Number six. What about the transition to becoming parents? And you can talk about that with some of your feelings about bringing that first child into the world. Number seven, looking back over the years, what moments stand out as the really happy times in your marriage? What is a good time for you as a couple? And has that changed over the years? Number eight, many relationships go through periods of ups and downs. Is that true for your marriage? And what are those? <laughs> I don't know of any marriage that does not go through ups and downs, but you know, look at those. And number nine, looking back over the years, what moments stand out as the really hard times in your marriage? What do you think you did to um, weather those storms? Why do you think you stayed together? And how did you get through those difficult times? It's amazing how recalling the past together can recharge your relationship in the here and now. Okay, just repeating those two exercises that I've just shared um, from time to time may be enough to salvage and strengthen your fondness and admiration for each other. But if the negativity is deeply entrenched, a marriage may require a longer term or structured approach 
and Gottman has different exercises that you can do for that. Um, or, re, you know, reaching out to a therapist, I think this can always be helpful. Another deliberate activity um, that I've done that keeps me focusing on the positive is just to text your spouse something you love and appreciate about them daily. That's something simple for me. This is what I chose to do when my husband and I were working through these exercises. I still try to do that and send a message when he's at work or traveling. My husband wrote things daily for seven weeks, and this was one of the assignments that he appreciated about me and recalling a specific time that I may have demonstrated that particular trait, kind of like that first activity I said. But this was a sustained activity that Gottman suggested in this chapter for seven weeks. Well, then we had a couple's getaway, and he shared those writings, and it was really kind of him. And it brought us to that closer together. These exercises are designed to get you into the habit of thinking positively about your partner when you're apart. If you are angry, stressed, or feeling distant from your spouse, you may tend to focus on their characteristics. This can spiral downward and leave you feeling more and more distant and isolated in your marriage when you are focusing on the things that are frustrating you. What I just shared with you counteracts that tendency by training you to focus your thoughts on your partner's positive characteristics. We are solidifying um, our marriage when we are doing this, and it just takes even one person to be intentional about our thinking. And I think we've all probably lived through the times when we let the negative thoughts grip us and spiral. So it, it takes intention and focus, but it does nothing but build and strengthen the marriage. So once again, this is principle number two of Gottman's seven principles. The first one was love maps, strengthening that friendship. And now it is sharing and, and remembering all the good things about your spouse and intentionally thinking about them. We're going to go through the seven principles in the coming weeks, but just remember there's two weight-bearing walls to these to this house and these levels, and that is trust and commitment, and you need both, trust and commitment, trust. You have to be able to trust your spouse. Trust that has been broken can be rebuilt. It takes time and effort, but it can be done, and there is a process of doing it, and um it's worth doing it if that is your desire. And commitment, both spouses need to be committed in the relationship. Gottman says that, yes, marriages can, even most dire marriages can be repaired if both are willing and if both are committed to work on the marriage. But if only one is and the other is already checked out, that's probably not the best place to be. So remember that, that trust and commitment and then focusing on these principles. So thank you, thank you, everyone. I appreciate you joining us today. And just a reminder to mark your calendars for May 14th for our upcoming Vibrant Living Wellness Conference. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We have secured some amazing, incredible speakers. Um, that that day is going to be beautiful and some incredible music and the sound bath meditation, VIP events, um, vendors. It's going to be a beautiful day of connection, healing, tools to strengthen yourself, your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual roots. We've got Connie Sokol coming. I don't even know about her, but she's powerful. Many others that are going to come and talk about really sharing your gifts and talents and standing in your light and um, using your voice to be a positive influence for good in 
such a time as this, right? We need it. We need all the strength and positivity and support that we can get. So, and I'm just excited to link arms with like-minded individuals. So please come to that. We encourage you to come. It's going to be in Sandy, Utah in person, or we also have a virtual component if you are out of state, but it's going to be a special, special day. Thank you everyone. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.